Good morning. We've talked the whole night through. Good morning. Good morning to you. Uh. G'day, thanks again for getting our preview podcast, the Stradbroke Handicap Day at Eagle Farm. This is our Saturday morning update. We stress, please get out your race speed profiles, your final edition, and uh, read along with us. Vince Carty from Daily Sexuals. Good morning, mate. Looks like we've got perfect racing conditions. Yeah, that's fantastic, isn't it? You've got to love that. That's what we want all the time. Absolutely. So just uh, just to quickly back over, uh, how are you expecting the track to play? Well, given the conditions are going to be fine, the reality is I'm going to be looking for horses that are typically going to get sort of four to eight off the fence, you know, realistically. that They're the runners that I'm going to sort of try and target to see who's going to find themselves there. I'm not really that keen hard up against the fence unless I'm in a situation where I feel it's going to be a super fast run race and maybe I can consider it, but I'm looking for that. I mean, if you get out even deeper... There is that possibility if I'm not going to, you know, sit there and say, oh, well, he's going to be 13, 14 off the fence in the home straight. I don't want to be with you. i just got to see, you know, how much bad luck's a horse got to get to get there. All right. First race in the program where well, you got this as low, low moderate. So not uh, there's some emerging talent there. Abounding Zucharest, Queen of Dragons, Infancy. I guess the one I'll ask you about is the one at, at bigger odds of those of Zucharest. Why have you made a bit of a case for her? Well, on pace horse, small field, not a, uh, I'm sort of marking the race, probably going to be a closer to benchmark, although the young horses have a tendency to put a little bit more speed. That's why I've sort of initially come out with slightly above benchmark, but I'm tipping a benchmark speed. I just like the way that horse performed last start. It was the first time... You know, the Canterbury run two starts back, 7.9 lengths below benchmark, big turnaround in speed from one run to the other. It was the best of the day at Canterbury. If it can pinch a reasonably soft lead, in other words, if they run closer to average or slightly below, then one at a price that could fill the gap. And, I mean, it is a riser as well, but, you know. Ralphie, I, I can't put any money in the race. Race two on the program, Yellow Brick was a chance in the Stradbroke, didn't get a run, it's here. Uh, I reckon probably uh, only a handful of years do you put down standout, so okay, it's odds on, but uh, you're saying it absolutely justifies being odds on. I'm not sure how they're going to beat it, Ralphie. I mean, they're going to beat me in terms of the price for a place, but the reality <laughs> is it just looks above them. Even if it runs a couple of lengths below the profile, it's going to run first or second. That's with a couple of lengths going backwards. I actually feel the horse is going to hold its line and might improve further. This is a good talent. All right. We spent a bit of time on race three yesterday. So most advanced, Kerwin's Lane, Antino, Dragon Leap and Munamek. So uh, as far as the market's concerned, Antino's short price favourite from Munamek. So Kerwin's Lane of those is the better odds value runner. Yeah, I just wanted to, uh, after giving more thought, I'm... I'm Warming a little bit to Dragon's Leap, Ralph, he's running a big run. That's why I've sort of pushed it right up into the top four. Yep. It was just this morning when I went through and had another closer look, went back and looked at that New Zealand profile at the mile, and I said, probably touched underscored this horse in this race. So anybody that's, you know, 
going to be doing exotics or like to play a few horses in a race for a win, this is one, don't leave it out because it's the surprise packet. You know, it's capable of splitting the other two. All right, well, that's $11 range. So uh, particularly, you know, Cornella's exactors, that, uh, that that can put some real value into it. And I, I assume you're thinking there is, you said yesterday, likely soft pace. And then in that situation, you can be with a big closer. Yep, absolutely. And this horse does have an excellent 400-metre, uh, 600-metre sprint. You, you can go all the way back to 2020 as an example with a horse like Dragon Leap, and you can see that this horse on its day, if it gets the right race shape, and particularly if this is run sort of four, five, six lengths below benchmark, uh, can be quite effective. Uh, the two-mile Brisbane Cup is uh, is race four on the program. Um, Teofilo Star, two weeks ago at Flemington, you could have got $6 and you're being asked to take $2.70 in a Brisbane Cup. So it's uh, it ain't the Melbourne Cup, but it seems like it's a crazy price. Yeah, it's not a race that I'm like keen on myself, but it, it doesn't profile as a horse for me to back. Yeah. Like, if I was betting in this race, I can't be with it. Not because of the price, it just doesn't profile correctly. A, on pace horses, 3,200 metres, I don't see that as a plus sign. I see a number of other horses at a price that have a, a better profile. Let's look at Salino and Platinum Invader. They're two horses that are proven at this trip and are going to take the sit. And they're the, they're the horses most likely could be storming home, particularly if the track is going to race on the better side of good G4. The other horse you mentioned there is Kukaracha, uh, always runs well in Queensland as Chris Waller uh, continues to, to outline. Uh, and he's also got the stable mate uh, Al Abir, who's uh, who's pretty short second favourite as well. So it could be, could be a race, if playing, that uh, maybe, maybe take a couple of those others that you've mentioned there. Yeah, for sure. No doubt. And Kukaracha is going to take most likely the box seat and the race has to be considered. All right. Race five in the program. Didn't spend much time on this yesterday. So it's a, it's a, you've come up with a moderate uh, uh, confidence level here. Bacchanalia, the big goodbye, the Inferno King Capra, we own a smart one. Uh, Bacchanalia was listed as lame last start. So I assume on a trust the trainer basis, it brings its A game. And, uh, and Bacchanalia is the rock hard fit Queenslander. Uh, sorry, um, the big goodbye is the rock hard fit Queenslander. Yeah, the it profiles pretty well back in Alia, but it's not a horse that profiles from a pattern point of view that you want to be, you know, this is me wanting to back it. Yep. Just class-wise, it sits hard in the race, very hard to fault. You do have to take into consideration about the lame side of it. But the reality is race shape-wise, perfect. This is exactly what the horse needs. Track condition-wise as well, I feel that that's a plus for the horse. And if it runs to that sort of half length, which is proven before, 0.8 to 1.2 range, it's big chance of getting on the podium, but doesn't profile for me betting-wise. A couple of other runners that have to be considered, Ralphie. I mean, the big goodbye is a you know, strong go-forward horse. I'm not sure if the horse gets all the advantages. It just gets back down to can it get away with a softer than what I'm predicting speed? If they run benchmark plus two, that helps the horse. If they go plus four or five, it's goodbye to the leaders, right? Yeah. And, you know, could someone like the Inferno, who on its day, this is definitely its distance, Ralphie, could blow this field apart, right? And this is why I put the race as moderate. You have to take it on trust. It's not quite there form-wise, but it could do that. Well, I was beaten in the Group One Moya back in uh, December. Uh, sorry, September two thousand twenty-one. Three point eight lengths above benchmark. I mean, that, that would smash this field if it brought that. 
This is it, and this is the big challenge. That's why the race becomes a little bit tricky. There's some other horses, like we own a smart one's got good talent. King Cap is another horse. See, this is what happens, Ralphie. And now I'm only talking money, right? Yep. My views is when I start to put the chessboard out and I can see all these different moves, and I'm sitting here saying, well, there's at least five horses that can fit those three slots. It gets dangerous for me before I even look at a price because that means I'm a big chance of missing out and making the wrong chess move. This is a super race, race six, the Q22. So most advantage without a fight, Huerta, Lions Raw at big price and Numerian. So we, we spent a bit of time on this race yeah. yesterday. What's your, what's your thoughts, race morning? Well, from a simplistic point of view, there's no reason why you shouldn't have a good level of confidence with a horse like without a fight. And you know, it's it's a fair and reasonable price, and the horse is you know just trending upwards, and this is a distance that's in its favour. Track conditions not going to be a negative, so it's the riser in the field, and it's coming to the form profile at the right time. So very difficult to see any negatives on this horse, and if you're just looking to have a one out sort of a scenario, that would be the horse as a starting point. If you're going to open up your your betting profile a little bit more, then all these horses, Lions Raw, Huerta, even Numerian, are all possibilities of uh, winning. This is particularly if uh, without a fight you know, doesn't turn up to its to its current you know trending upwards profile. Uh, so the JJ Atkins is a Group One. Yesterday he said uh, it's it's not for you. So Azula, Cryosaur, Snapback, Sofrado, uh, low moderate confidence. Uh, it is a quaddy leg. So if there, anyone is taking quaddy, is there anything outside of your most advantage you, you th- think probably worth uh, worth including? Well, I just use mathematical formulas when I'm in these situations, particularly if I do a quaddy. I with the grid, I have you know specific colour coding. It's it's black and yellow, not because of Richmond, Ralphie. It's just black <laughs> and yellow because I can, you know, it stands out like a beacon for me. And just historically, over the last five years, the trend when they're in the black and yellow is somewhere between sort of eighty to the ninety percent range. That means only ten percent of the winners come out of that range. So I would go all the way down in outside of the top four. The horses I would add is seventeen, number nine, fifteen, <laughs> thirteen, and four. There you go. And I would take a risk on the rest. Okay, uh, Stradbroke race morning. Uh, we spent lots of time on this yesterday. So, what's your what's your thoughts as far as you? <laughs> yeah, I'm cold on. Think about it. It's a risk, right? Yep. It's a risk. I'm not, you know, beating my chest saying, you know, I can't be A grade bet converge, but I want to back the horse. I am concerned about a couple of other runners. Surf dancer, you know, I was looking for <laughs> every reason why to get rid of it. Yep. So, so I can tighten up my book, I can't. And yeah. I was looking for every reason to get rid of Ruthless Dane, and I can't, right? Yep. And then I'm happy to take a risk on Hawaii 5.0. Yep. I'm definitely happy to take a risk on Think About It, right? So then I'm sit, sitting here saying, I reckon there's at least four runners, and I might still get it wrong. And, you know, I'm, I'm probably, from the way I'm looking at it right now, the value's there, C-grade bet for number five. That, that I, That's where I'm headed, and I'm sort of reasonably confident that my biggest gamble is this. Please show pace so Converge can slot in. <laughs> and if it doesn't, then I know the money's gone. Yep. 
So that's at nine dollars, and you mentioned yep. yesterday Valana at seventeen dollars. It's been been a little spec for it too, so yeah. that's, uh, that's one one to consider on site. Uh, the last race is also a, a super race here, as we outlined the real qualities late in the day. High confidence race, and uh, and what you wanted to say yesterday was uh, Opal Ridge and Roots. You expect one of the two to win, and one of them's very good odds, and it has been spec'd in. Yeah, well, this is interesting. I had an email from someone yesterday, and they sort of sent me the extract of um, what Waller was saying, and he was saying that um, that Roots's, you know, number one goal is or mission is to the running race in two weeks' time. So I was going, wow, okay. Got to respect that, Ralphie. But yeah. that doesn't mean it can't win here, though, right? <laughs> and if we want to put that to the side, we say Opal Ridge on fire horse, trending correctly, it's probably backable from where I can see. I don't believe the horse is going to shorten any more than what it is. And you've got to flip the coin. You're either going to go that or you're going to go for a, a low-grade bet, maybe a C-grade bet on a horse like Roots at big odds. But that I, I'm stuck there. I'm not changing my view despite, uh, of course, Waller's uh, heading somewhere else in terms of the goal. But I'm sure he'd be happy to win this race as well. All right. Well, we certainly hope we helped you further today after all the big information yesterday. Really appreciate you being a customer of Year Round Carnival and best of luck today.